Welcome to this episode of Jing TV, where we get to talk about myofascial release and trigger point therapy. TV. I'm Megan. I'm Rachel. And we're the directors of the Jing Institute where we work with a lot of different massage techniques but in particular we thought we'd highlight a bit about myofascial release and trigger point therapy. They're our top two favorites really. They really aren't they? are. I think they really are the bed and bread and butter of our practice. Yeah but I really like stones too. Yeah anyway. that's true. Right. Okay so <laughs> so first we thought we might talk about trigger points because that is actually the technique that we feel like both of us even yeah. though we came to massage differently, um, made us more efficient massage therapists. So, Rachel, tell them what, what is, is a trigger, trigger point. point. <laughs> um, so, trigger point is basically a very small contraction in a muscle. So, it's where the muscle fibers have got very, very contracted on a micro level. Um, so, you will be able to feel it as a body worker and it will cause referred pain. So, that's the big thing about trigger points is they cause pain not only around the area but also in a predictable pattern. Mm. Um, and it's based on the work of Janet Travell, who we love, who was the uh, physician to President Kennedy. And she wrote these amazing books with um, David. Simons, uh, which basically maps all the trigger point referral patterns in the body. Not that I can find one now, but I will. Um, so there's a good one, for example. So the trapezius, is that trapezius? It so is. a trigger point in the upper trapezius can cause pain up and around the head. So your client might be coming in with a headache, but the problem is actually coming from a trigger point mm. in the trapezius. So that was a huge revelation for me as a therapist was like, okay, I can, the pain is actually coming from a different source. So trigger points and their maps that Travell mm. laid out for us made us really efficient. I think what's been interesting to me in teaching at the Institute over time is actually, although we haven't invented trigger points mm. by any means, we treat them very differently. So instead of some of the classic texts, which is when you find a trigger point, you're holding it to the kind of level of excruciating minutes, pain yeah, for yeah. two minutes we're not really about that and I think that goes back to us being one concerned about the therapist um, mm. and two not causing pain so instead of holding it up to two minutes we're really advocating that you would hold a trigger point um, for eight to twelve yeah. seconds yeah um, ask the client what level of pain they're feeling so never going above a subjective number seven and that if it is the primary trigger point or what's now called the, the key trigger point key trigger yeah, point is the correct new terminology um, that if that's what you've identified that you just go back to it two or three times per session and then again back to one to six sessions for that so that gives you a bit more of a guideline around trigger point yeah. therapy and how do you find and them then, yeah uh, so i think the other key thing is to treat all the muscles around the joint for yes. trigger points yes. as well. And we often find that people have been trained in trigger point therapy, but they're not really getting results with it. And mm. I think the reason that at the Institute, why ourselves and our students get yeah. good results is because 
we teach them to be very pre- precise on their palpation skills in terms of finding Absolutely. them and also to treat all the muscles around Absolutely. the joint so just because someone's got a low back pain that looks like the quadratus lumborum referral pattern don't just treat the ql treat erectors yeah. glutes and we're really so not else. a fan of people are starting to stick needles in them without any other palpation because yeah. actually although travel mark little x's they're not always exactly there you have to palpate the whole yeah. muscle either by scanning going through the length of the tissue or a pincer grasp yeah. So jumping next to another huge topic, which is my <laughs> fast release, um, I think it's important to point out to begin with that Travell actually mm. called her books Myofascial Pain and Dysfunction, the Trigger Point Manual. So in the beginning, they were very yeah. connected, and now and they've been those, separated. Those books, actually, the reprint of those books um, talks about how myofascial release is an effective way of treating, of treating trigger points. Oh, it's awesome. Well. Yeah, so there good. You go. So myofascial release, you've been doing it for how many years? Oh, my God, long time. <laughs> what, 1995, I think I started okay. doing it. Oh, my God, getting on for 20 years, not quite, 18. <laughs> um, and it's quite interesting with fascia because it's become, like, really, it's hot at the moment, it's isn't it? Fascia hot. is so hot. I think the number number of um, research articles on fascia has gone like that over mm. the last five, ten years. And the years. fascial um, research, research conference, yes. which is a great, great thing that you should definitely go to the next time Next time it's on. Um, so there's been a lot of increasing research in fascia and its effect in pain and body mm-hmm. mechanics, that kind of thing. Great guy Robert Schleip is at the forefront of a lot of that, that research. Um, and he's interesting because he used to be a body worker. Yeah. So what is fascia? So fascia we know to be the connective tissue of the body and even in poor anatomy text you kind of get that white mm. and that is really what fascia is. It's continuous so it goes to the whole body and it goes down to the cellular level mm. um, and it becomes really essential for the treatment of pain because if fascia tightens in a particular area then it can cause pain or decrease the range of motion and in fact my sweater can be very helpful Whereas if I make a little bit of a fascial adhesion here, mm. you could see that it might pull on the shoulder and cause mm. yeah, yeah. pain there. And fascia is quite interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about it in, in other episodes. Um, because we used to think that um, the way that fascia released was that the tissue actually stretched. But some of the work of Schleip and other researchers has shown that that's mm. not actually the case. So we're, the, there's still a lot of debate mm. about what's actually going on. What we do know is it gets results. It gets great great results in clinic if you're doing fascia work do it without oil and do it before your trigger mm. point work very definitely and um, if you're interested in learning fascia work or trigger point work we have tons of courses at Jing that address this your first point of call is always our three-day foundation course taught mm. several times throughout the year in Brighton also London and Edinburgh and led by myself and Meg so if you want to come and see us uh, you know sit on the Jing TV couch personally and um, come and join us on that course that teaches you fascial techniques trigger point stretching and some great Eastern and then you design a nine-day myofascial certificate which involves both indirect and direct myofascial techniques yeah so over a nine-day period working in three three-day modules you get to learn all the major um, ways of working with fascia which I've been studying and and trying out in my clinic for years so uh, it's a really good all-round approach so you can find that all at www.jingmassage.com where it says courses Um, and also uh, on the online we have a download of both trigger point therapy and myofascial release yeah and the low back online course obviously we teach the fascial techniques and the trigger point work for working with low back pain you can also follow us on twitter facebook and subscribe to our itunes channel so love to hear your thoughts on it